1: Hello again, everybody. My name is Mike Petralia. It's episode 232 of Patriot's Beat on the CLNS Media Network. You can find us, of course, at www.clnsmedia.com. Follow us on Twitter, at CLNS Media, and at Patriot's CLNS, and on Facebook, at facebook.com slash CLNS Media. Speaking of our website be sure to visit the all-new CLNS Media website. It's launched at clnsmedia.com. That is now the home of this podcast and over 40 other podcasts and vidcasts in the world of sports, finance, comedy, and lifestyles. We're so excited to have our show featured on the new CLNS Media website. Check us out again, CLNS Media. Dot com. My pleasure to welcome a guy that I have known for a long time in these parts of New England, Levin Reed. He is an exceptional uh, sports reporter for WBZ-TV, but also one of the many talented hosts of Patriots' fifth quarter on WBZ-TV. Levin, welcome to the program, and thanks so much for joining us from Minneapolis.
0: Anytime, anytime, my friend. I think we've known each other for over 20 years. Yes. Uh, I feel like we've been covering the beat and, and, and around whether it be all the Boston teams, Patriots, Red Sox, Celtics, and, and the and the Bruins for a long period of time. and All of it has been fantastic. So uh, I'm glad I'm able to join you on this show, which sounds like it'd be a great show. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, I want to ask you straight off the bat, since you brought it up, how many Patriots Super Bowls is this for you?
0: Um, this would be my fifth. Uh, and, and I went to one when I, when I was working someplace else. When I was working in Washington, DT, I actually went – the 2007 Super Bowl so um, I've been able to cover Patriots Super Bowls when I was covering the team and even when I was not covering the team um, I went to see because that obviously that Super Bowl had a little bit of a historical realm to it so I was able I was in Washington at the time and I was able to go watch them then so um, I mean you know as well as I do covering the Patriots is there's no short of uh, amusement and stuff going on in news and they, their success is one of those things that goes um, beyond sports. It it, it gets talked about in all realms, whether it be music and other, you know, other entities of entertainment. Um, The Patriots are at the top notch of most everything.
1: Were you there for the um, equipment malfunction, the wardrobe malfunction of one Janet Jackson? Was that your
0: first one? I was there for, I I was there for when Janet, for when Justin Timberlake, my first one was 2001. My first one was 2001. That was you too. But I was also there for the Jan- What's the Janet Jackson function? I was there for it. I just don't remember the year, um, but I was there for that one where Justin Timberlake and that whole thing happened, and it was uh, it was kind of a mess. Uh,
1: and uh, it- it's ironic I bring that up, right, this time around for the halftime show?
0: <laughs> because Justin Timberlake is here, but there is no Janet Jackson. I got a feeling that we're going to see some Chris Stapleton. We're also going to see... <laughs> Um, Jimmy Kimmel, there's a possible that we're going to see other, not Jimmy, you know, Jimmy Jimmy Fallon, right. we're going to see other things here, but I'm sure Justin Timberlake is going to put up a great show, and I'm sure at the same time there's going to be some people here who are saying, why is there no Janet Jackson? <laughs> why can't she get involved into the Time Halftime show? I can't wait to see if they have a Prince theme, because they had a Prince theme for the Super Bowl opening night. So I can't wait to see if they do also have a prince theme. They need to have a warming trend uh, theme for <laughs> the Super Bowl because it is it is freezing here. Okay, <laughs> it is absolutely so cold.
1: Let's get to the hard cold facts. How cold is it there? When when you arrived on the ground? Uh, when did you get there? What day?
0: I got here Sunday, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. We did a a show back in Boston. Took a four fifteen flight here. Landed at six and did a, a Sunday night show here. And then Monday we had to do the, uh, we did the, the, the send off rally, but we did some of it from, we did it from here. Monday morning we got up, we're an hour behind here. We got up at six o'clock, um, got in the car, and it was seven degrees and with the wind chill it was minus 23.
1: Oh god, isn't that just wonderful? Isn't that just like being in Houston or Phoenix this time of year or even uh southern Florida? It's just like it, 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 it warms your the cockles of your heart to say think that wow, we're getting away for a week of football festivities and the fans are just going to be uh, thrilled to get there, the New England fans when they get there and they find out it's like four. I think it's supposed to be four degrees on Super Bowl Sunday. But...
0: Oh, so brutal, so brutal. So, and, you... and the funny thing about it, go, no, ahead. go ahead, Levin. No, you go ahead. The funny thing about all of this is that you're you you're exhausted from carrying as much clothes as possible to go inside, and then you get exhausted to bundle up to get in the car. I mean, every place you go is a little bit colder than the last place you were at. I mean, every place is cold. Um, there's so much wind, I mean, you get downtown and there's nothing really blocked off. Everything's kind of low level. Um, it's, I mean, I, I, I pride these people. I did see something very interesting. We're in the mall of America and the mall of America is about two and a half miles each floor. It's about three or four floors. So you get here at 6am and the mall is open because this is a true mall walker situation where mall walkers come and they get their workouts in, in the morning and they open the mall for it because you know what? You can't walk outside. You can't, you can't walk outside, but I'm, you can't walk in the mall. I am
1: glad you are warning me because I will begin my CLNS coverage on site early, early Saturday morning when I arrive and I'll be there for the game and then turn around and leave on Monday. But um, uh, I'm looking forward to joining you out there on Saturday, the day sure. before uh, the Super Bowl. All right, let's get to... Uh, some of the X's and O's that I think uh, certainly you have followed very closely. You were at uh, media night, uh, Super Bowl opening night, Monday night at the Mall of America. And you were all, I'm excuse me, in St. Paul, you were at uh, XL Energy Center. You were there. Uh, you were there sure. today at the Mall of America for the more traditional media availabilities for both the uh, Patriots and Eagles. Give me three ways the Patriots win and three ways the Eagles win. Can you do that kind of right uh, off page- the top?
0: Top of your head? Absolutely, absolutely. The Patriots win by doing what the Patriots do. Um, basically, they wear teams down to a point where teams make their own mistakes. Tom Brady gets his game on, and then he Gronk is able to play, and you're not able to guard Gronk. And they get turnovers, um, which is what you know, which they can do at times, and put Nick Foles in a box. We all get the feeling that um, Nick Foles, that uh, that that Chip, Chip Kelly is going to play a big part in it, meaning. Uh, Bill Belichick was able to call Chip Kelly and say, tell me about this RPO, this run pass option and how do I put Nick Foles in a box so the Pats can win by one, getting the ball to Gronk and making sure that Gronk gets the game on and Brady does his thing and they play the 60 minutes um, and they kind of slow down Nick Foles and make Nick Foles more of the issue where I think Philadelphia they don't want Nick Foles to be a, a statement piece. They want Nick Foles just to be kind of moving the offense and kind of just be a conservative player. Um, the Eagles can win if they get to Tom Brady. That's number one. Get to Tom Brady as much as you can with Fletcher Cox. They can do it for Fletcher Cox could be the best offensive player on the field for both teams. He's that good of a player. Right. And it, it, they're going to take more than one player to get to him. They can also run the ball if what Garrett Bluck can do it. Um, and, and, and same thing with JHI And they're going to need to be, keep their heads about them. And that's the one thing I think teams need to understand. Keep your heads about you. There's going to be a point in the game where you and I have watched it where you're going to have to make a decision. And that decision has to be the right one because when you make the wrong one, all of a sudden Bill Belichick capitalizes and then he capitalizes and then you start to see the spiral staircase that these teams fall down and they can't pick themselves up and that's when the Patriots seem to take over. And it is so important for the, for the you know, and I'm sure LeGarrette Blount's telling them and I'm sure Chris Long is telling them, you better play 60 minutes because the Pats are never out as long as they have 12 and those guys on the sideline.
1: Speaking with Levin Reed, a reporter, sports reporter for
0: WBZ-TV,
1: and of course an exceptional Patriots beat reporter for WBZ-TV and one of the uh, many talented hosts of Patriots' fifth quarter on WBZ-TV. I have to tell you guys about my newest time-saving trick I got my daughter Janie's contact lens prescription renewed from my couch just last week, and it took me only five minutes. I was using an awesome new app called Simple Contacts. Simple Contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your brand of lenses from anywhere in just minutes through an online vision test. If you happen to also have the existing prescription, you can use that Existing prescription to reorder new lenses from Simple Contacts at simplecontacts.com. It's designed by doctors, and every test is reviewed by a doctor, so they're literally bringing the doctor's office to your home. The contact lens prices are just unbeatable. The vision test, only $20, and shipping is free. Best of all, my listeners get $30 off their first Simple Contacts order with promo code. TRAGS. That's T-R-A-G-S. This is not a replacement for an eye doctor visit, but again, try it yourself and save $30 on your lenses by going to simplecontacts.com TRAGS or just enter the code TRAGS, T-R-A-G-S, at checkout. Again, that's simplecontacts.com TRAGS or just enter my code TRAGS at checkout. Speaking again with Levin Reed of Patriots fifth quarter and WBZ TV. I want to go back to something you brought up, Levin, that I think uh, is absolutely something to keep an eye on on Sunday. You will, I will, and that is how the Patriots defense plays Nick Foles. I am of the belief. I think they are going to give him the underneath passes and make him check down all day and force him to make good reads all day because I think the key to this game is making Nick Foles execute under pressure.
0: I agree with you, but I, I think Nick Foles can do that. I bet you they think they're just going to not read the run-pass option and they're going to rush him. They're going to treat him as if he's almost a slower, not as athletic um, uh, Tim Tebow where you're not going to acknowledge the run-pass option. You, everybody sticks with their keys. And you do still make Nick Foles take everything underneath, but you shorten the field even more because you just are keep moving up the field. I think for him, um, they, they don't want Nick Foles to be, obviously, a major part in this game. They would rather you know, run the ball, run the ball, um, have Nick Foles throw for maybe, what, 145, 150 yards, and they can control the game with their defense. If Nick Foles starts to throw the ball, or you're you're looking at 35 passes. I mean, you're, they're in a bad spot. See, and you know that as well as I do. If they're, if they're doing 35 passes, they're in a bad spot.
1: That's true, Levin. But I'm not so concerned about how many times he throws. It's the type of throws he makes. Because in watching sure. that uh, Vikings game last Sunday, I'm thinking there is no way in the world that Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia let their uh, receivers, um, Alshon Jeffrey and... You know Tory Smith and and uh, the whole uh, crew of the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, receiving corps Zach Ertz for that matter, get past the likes of uh, Duran Harmon, Patrick Chung, Malcolm Butler, and Stephon Gilmore. You are not going to allow Nick Foles to go vertical.
0: I agree with you, and I'll tell you two things that you said there. One, uh, Patrick Chung, how good is he against tight end? So Pretty now good. you watch Ertz. Kind of turns third downs into first downs, and I don't. I, I, that's still still going to happen. He's a great player. It's not going to happen as much, and they're not going to hit fifty three yards on like third and ten. I mean, it's just not going to happen. The pass had trouble giving up the deep ball early in the season, but they've been kind of solid since then and getting things done. And if you get pressure on them, I get the feeling that you're going to be. He's going to have to settle for what fifteen and under. I mean, with those 53-yard passes and the passes down the field, I just thought Minnesota was just out of their game early. I mean, they got seven up on the board, and all of a sudden they fumbled, and all of a sudden they were driving again, and they fumbled again, and one was taken back to the house. They were just taken out of their game, and, and maybe that's the, the position that the Pats would like to do. I mean, you would like to take Case Keenum had been playing perfect because he'd been playing ahead, and all of a sudden he had to play behind, and guess what? He's not that type of a guy. I get the feeling that's how Nick Foles is. He's been playing ahead, but when he has to play behind, you're asking him maybe to do too much. And you know as well as I do, the Pats can come back from behind. I'm not sure a lot of teams understand how hard it is to come back from behind. It's just it's not in their nature to do, especially in this game. We're not talking a regular season game, especially in this game. This is the game where you get a chance to see teams medal. You and I have seen this team Um, In the red, white, and blue, the Patriots have that type of medal. The Eagles have yet to show what this game is like um, and how they're going to perform on this stage. You're going to get a chance to see on Sunday.
1: I just think the Patriots do a better job than anybody else in the National Football League, and for that matter, pretty much all pro sports, of slowing the game down when the game is uh, at its most critical Trent, answer
0: me this. How how do other coaches not pick up on certain things that the Patriots do and they're the only ones to do it? Why are other coaches, you and I have been... So how many games were we have to point, put our finger exactly on when the other coach has decided to make a bad call here? And why do other coaches not see what they need to do to win the game? And the Patriots seem to be doing it every time. Why is that? Because I think some of these
1: coaches think, I know better. And I think that's kind of maybe somewhat the arrogance of being a head coach in the National Football League. They're so precious. Few of those jobs that each sure. coach has their own personality, and they don't want to acknowledge, maybe even internally to themselves, that hey, look, I need to pay attention to the way Belichick is doing things. And I think you know the ones who who pay attention to what he does. Uh, I, I have always thought that Belichick gives the opponent kind of the game plan of how they're going to attack them and what they're sure. going to do if they screw up. Or if a game turns a certain way, this is what I'm going to do at this particular point. And I just don't think coaches spend as much time or not as diligent. Uh, and they don't pay attention to details. And Belichick clearly pays attention to every single last Absolutely. Uh,
0: detail. I, I remember. We've been to the last two Super Bowls. What did Belichick talk about? Against Seattle, against Seattle, he tried to work on that Malcolm Butler play more than anything else because he thought he might need it. So guess what? They needed it. And then against Atlanta, he said, "You know what? We might want to do a little bit more on the two point conversions because we think we might need it." And and again, they needed it. So let's go back to the AFC Championship game. I watched that game, and I'm sure you did. I felt like Jacksonville played well, and then they ran out of plays. They brought 40 plays. They did their 40 plays perfect, and then they ran the wheel again. And the pass were like, "Okay, if this is all you have, then guess what? We're going to catch up." And I think teams have got to be prepared, and they're not. But they have to be prepared to keep playing. Keep playing as hard as you can with different looks and different plays. And I don't think teams do that. And I think that's why the Pats win these games. I I don't know. I, I thought that
1: the Jaguars could have gone back to Corey Grant a lot more than they did. I know you think that they went away from the wheel play. I think they... You know, here's the other thing. I think some, some of these teams Levin, outthink themselves. And they're like, oh, we can't keep yes. doing this. And why, why? Why not? Why can't you keep doing I, it they, if it they works? They ran through
0: all their play action. They ran through all their play action and maybe, what, the first two quarters? And then they were done. And they didn't use Corey. I agree with you. I thought you, uh, you go to Corey Grant. I mean, you, there's nothing that says you have to keep going to Leonard Fournette, especially if it works with Corey Grant. There is no reason for it. If it's working, you got to stick with it. And they ran through all those plays, and they were like, okay, we're done with that. Corey's done for now. And I was like, really? That's it? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was so strange to watch them just give up on something that was working.
1: Talk to me about the mood of the team, the, the, the Patriots 11, uh, and what you were able to pick up on in the first couple of days there. I mean, I, I throw out the, the the Super Bowl media opening night kind of because it's its own entity. But, sure. you know, um, Tuesday, you know, when you were around the team and, you know, it just been less than, I don't know, 14 hours since the opening night um, festivities uh, at the XL Energy Center, what was the mood of the team, some of the key players?
0: They're, they're, the more, they're the most relaxed I've seen them in a long time. And I'll tell you a couple of things. I mean, Brady's answering questions and trying on hats and doing whatever, talking about possibly drinking tequila and all this stuff. I mean, they're as relaxed as I've seen them in any of the Super Bowls. Um, And Bill Belichick's relaxed. Someone told him a joke, and he laughed for a little bit. He did different things here and there with some of the media. They play with the media. This is one of the few Super Bowls that I've seen them in that they're actually enjoying the time these first couple of days. And maybe it's because they have so many guys that were here last year, so it's not a matter of clamping down. Also, and this is going to be a strange thing for you to figure out, they're the favorite fan favorite. So, like, because of what happened with Philadelphia playing Minnesota in the NFC Championship game, the Pats get to opening night. They mention the Patriots fans, and people are, like, cheering. All the Vikings fans are cheering. Uh, Tom Brady gets his cheering. It's like cheering for the night. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I mean, and then the Eagles get out there, and they get booed. So, it's weird that the Pats are the favorites in the room because – You know as well as I do, whether you're on the road or anything, the Patriots are never the fan favorite. (laughs) They're the ones that get booed. So I think the atmosphere, also too with Tom Brady having family here in Minnesota, I think the atmosphere is a pro Patriots atmosphere, which is um, very helpful for the fans here because there's, I mean, we're talking Tuesday, I'm in the mall. There's a lot of 12 jerseys, a lot of 87 jerseys, a couple of James White jerseys. There's a lot of Patriots fans who've made the trip either early or they were here already because Tom Brady's mom is from Broward, Browardville, Minnesota. So they've always been here and they understand what this is. And so it's almost as if Tom had said, you know, he used to spend some of his summers in Minnesota. Well, now he's the kid coming home.
1: Why is covering the Patriots different than covering the Sox, Celtics, or Bruins in the playoffs, Eleven? Because I know you've covered them all.
0: Um, Probably a little with the access and because the games are a little bit different. Meaning, Everything is put into one game because they, they, when you're covering the Sox and the Bruins, um, and most games are best of seven. Um, the players will tell you that the one thing they want to do is they want to practice next week, which you never hear from teams during the regular week, the regular part of the season. I mean, everything has a finality in the NFL. You want to be that last team standing because it's only one game you can play. Covering the Patriots is different because of that one. Um, it's just football. They, these guys want to practice, too. The atmosphere that Bill Belichick brings, and like for you to buy into this atmosphere, I think it's harder than any of those other groups. Um, it is a hard, it, it is hard to be a Patriot. It is not easy. Talking to Stefan Gilmore um, about his season this year coming from another team. And he said, you know, I knew it was hard to be a Patriot, but I didn't know it was this hard. Um, <laughs> and it took me a while to get used to it. And he said, you know, you're in Buffalo, you make a bad read on a play and it costs them a game you know, by Tuesday, maybe Monday night, Monday morning, no one thinks about it. He was like, it was like three weeks. <laughs> it was like three weeks. They were talking about a bad read I had in the first game. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's what this is about. So you have to understand, and you've got to get your mentality set, honestly, that you can't worry about anything. You've got to get on. You almost have to be a closer. Every player, 53 to 58 of them, they have to be closers. Because if you make a mistake, you're going to hear about it, whether they win or lose. And he didn't understand while they were winning. They were still hearing about how he was a bad cover guy. And then all of a sudden, he finally kind of got into the groove of things and understood that this is what this is about. This is, it's live or die for a lot of the fans here. And that's why the team plays so strong and so well. But I think that's why when they lose, guys are so beat up about it because they practice so hard to do with everything they need to do, put everything in it. And then they lose one or two games a season. you and I, it's like death when they lose. You know, it, it's not like it's supposed to ever happen. Um, So they just need – I think that's what it's like covering them. I think it's honestly some of the best feelings and honest feelings from players. Because when they win, they're so elated because they put so much time in. And when they lose, they're so distraught because they can't understand how it happened.
1: Well, Levin, all you have to do is take a look at the the Facebook documentary for Tom Brady. That comes from the top. And the latest episode, the episode number three uh, that just got released, you know, him giving grief and crap to uh, Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola when they're working out. And others that he you know, took up to uh, Yellowstone, uh, in July before this season began. Uh, and you, you know, you see the fun side of Tom Brady the you know, what it's called the social, uh, side of of Tom Brady. Uh, and, but you also see, uh, the very serious side and why this mentality starts very, even before, well before the season begins.
0: Yeah. and, And it's good to see how this works for him. I mean, You never understand how much he commits himself to football until I got a chance to watch this documentary. And you've heard him say that when they lose, he's not good to be around. And you understand that he says that he could do this forever. And then to watch him say, you know, I could watch five hours of film and not even move from his chair. And you watch how his his family has got to kind of calm him down after a loss. I mean, and I think that's from the top down, like you mentioned, that's the feeling that these guys see that maybe we don't see. I mean, I can't imagine what those practices are like when they are struggling when they are going through, I thought the one of the most telling things I saw in that room when the, the the second episode was when he had to shoot the things for the Aston Martin and he had trouble lifting his arm up because his shoulder was so sore. And that was the week he got the MRI to check to see what was going on with that shoulder. So, I mean, the revealing episodes of what's going on, how he wants to continue to play till he's 45, how the little things, he's trying to get 1% better with Tom house. Um, He's such a perfectionist and he's, he thinks that everything he needs to do is going to make him a better player, um, and he's he's not worried about being forty. He's worried about making sure he stays productive in the NFL. The age for him is not a thing because he thinks right now, and he's, he'll tell you, and he feels that way, and you have to believe it. He's playing his best football, and we, we could be talking about the league MVP. And if you know if anything, if the Patriots go on to win, we're talking about maybe a five-time Super Bowl MVP.
1: Another Patriots Eagles Super Bowl, another ill time Philadelphia parade plan parade plan it's so stupid <laughs> I can't even say it who in the world in Philadelphia is responsible for leaking this type of information do they not remember 13 years ago I mean and you on. know
0: Bill's gonna bring it up on of the last meeting they have. oh by the way is. again this is what's happening so um, just to get these guys motivated and get them ready to go
1: of course he is. What? Hey, uh, so our uh, listeners uh, and podcast subscribers here on the CLNS Media Network can follow you, Levin Reed, uh, on WBZ during Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, what's your day going to be like, and what is your coverage going to be like?
0: Uh, we have a two-hour pregame show starting at 11.30, and it goes till 1, one thirty, one thirty, And then from there, we just kind of wait and wait around. But our pregame show is going to be right on WBZ, and you can also watch it on WBZ sports, CBS.com. And then after we have the game, which is on NBC. And then after the game, our fifth quarter post game show and news will follow and we'll go on for as long as we can. And then we'll be right up again that next morning, Monday morning with hopefully a past victory and on WBZ this morning from four to six to cover everything else. So we have a full Sunday plan to go. Um, I'm not looking forward to, and I'll tell you why. Because you know how we do Sundays. You usually do it outside yeah. the stadium on the oh. scaffold oh. and everything like that. And from what I understand, it is going to be four degrees. So um, that could be the day that uh, I, I may see some disparaging things to get myself off the scaffold. <laughs>
1: uh, maybe I'll be there next to you and trying to talk you down off that uh, proverbial edge of your career. I will yes. let you do that, Levin. I'll, I'll tr- trust me. <laughs> how can people follow you, on, tr- you. On, on Twitter?
0: Uh, they can follow me at Levin Reed, and uh, please do. I mean, it's, it's, I'm actually, I'm a pretty good Twitter. I'm not as good as you are as some of the other guys, but I do. I'm always in the mix of things, and I always kind of learn it from the other guys around here, and I have fun on Twitter. I, you know, I'm not one of those guys who are trying to – chill people on twitter or troll people on twitter i kind of have fun so i have a good time with it
1: there's nothing wrong with that well when you're not following yeah. levin and wbz tv's coverage of the patriots on super bowl 52 game day stay with us clns on game day starting with the clns media new england patriots pregame show with alex bart there's just one left for the season of course That's going to be a half hour before Super Bowl uh, 52. Then you can, or 90 minutes before Super Bowl 52. Then you can catch the post game show with Marvin Eason and Mike Nice, Mike Molyneux, live after the Super Bowl on CLNSmedia.com. I, of course, will be there on site at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota, bringing you both locker room reaction and my stand up on the field. Uh, following Super Bowl 52, subscribe to everything on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube now. Also, get daily team updates on the Patriots Newsfeed podcast with Tyler Trudeau. Also available on the CLNS Media New England Patriots post-game show feed. Available again on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and the CLNS Media mobile app. Thanks again for downloading today's Patriots beat. Want to once again thank our guest Levin Reed from WBZ TV and Patriots Fifth Quarter. You can also give us a follow at Patriots underscore beat, at Patriots CLNS, and at CLNS Media. And one more Twitter account to follow my own personal account trags t-r-a-g-s today's sponsor simplecontacts.com for patriots content manager michael Longi, clns media executive producer larry h russell the founder of the network nick Gelso. thanks to everyone who tuned in this is mike petralia and this is the patriots beat podcast powered by clns media What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of the CLNS Media Network, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Media <laughs> New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice. And live on CLNS Radio, immediately after every single pass game, Call in at 929-477-2386, toll free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts for the plays of the game, and everything else that is going on with the five-time Super Bowl champion.